0: chapter five of voltaire and the french enlightenment by will durant this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter five les delices the essay on morals what was the cause of his new exile that he had published in berlin the most ambitious the most voluminous the most characteristic and the most daring of his works its title was no small part of it essay sur les murs et l'esprit des nations et sur les principaux faits de l'histoire depuis charlemagne jusqu'a louis XIII, an essay on the morals and the spirit of the nations from charlemagne to louis the thirteenth he had begun it at cirr for madame du chatelet spurred on to the task by her denunciation of history as she is writ it is an old almanack she had said what does it matter to me a french woman living on my estate to know that edgiel succeeded haquin in sweden and that ottoman was the son of i have read with pleasure the history of the greeks and the romans they offered me certain pictures which attracted me but i have never yet been able to finish any long history of our modern nations i can see scarcely anything in them but confusion a host of minute events without connection or sequence a thousand battles which settled nothing i renounced a study which overwhelms the mind without illuminating it Voltaire had agreed he had made his ingenue say history is nothing more than a picture of crimes and misfortunes and he was to write to horace walpole july fifteenth seventeen sixty eight truly the history of the yorkists and lancastrians and many others is much like reading the history of highway robbers but he had expressed to madame du chatelet the hope that a way out might lie in applying philosophy to history and endeavouring to trace beneath the flux of political events the history of the human mind only philosophers should write history he said in all nations history is disfigured by fable till at last philosophy comes to enlighten man and when it does finally arrive in the midst of this darkness it finds the human mind so blinded by centuries of error that it can hardly undeceive it it finds ceremonies facts and monuments heaped up to prove lies History, he concludes, is, after all, nothing but a pack of tricks which we play upon the dead. We transform the past to suit our wishes for the future, and in the upshot, history proves that anything can be proved by history. He worked like a miner to find in this Mississippi of falsehoods the grains of truth about the real history of mankind, year after year he gave himself to preparatory studies a history of russia a history of charles the twelfth the age of louis the fourteenth and the age of louis the thirteenth and through these tasks he developed in himself that unflagging intellectual conscience which enslaves a man to make a genius the jesuit pere daniel who produced a history of france had placed before him in the royal library of paris twelve hundred volumes of documents and manuscripts spent an hour or so looking through them and then turning to father tournemine the former teacher of voltaire dismissed the matter by declaring that all this material was useless old paper which he had no need of for the purpose of writing his history not so voltaire he read everything on his subject that he could lay his hands on he poured over hundreds of volumes of memoirs, he wrote hundreds of letters to survivors of famous events, and even after publishing his works, he continued to study and improved every edition. But this gathering of material was only preparatory. What was needed was a new method of selection and arrangement. Mere facts would not do, even if, as so seldom happens, they chanced to be facts details that lead to nothing are to history what baggage is to an army and pedimenta. for we must look at things in the large for the very reason that the human mind is so small and sinks under the weight of minutia facts should be collected by analysts and arranged in some kind of historical dictionary where one might find them at need as one finds words what voltaire sought was a unifying principle by which the whole history of civilization in europe could be woven on one thread and he was convinced that this thread was the history of culture he was resolved that his history should deal not with kings but with movements forces and masses not with nations but with the human race not with wars but with the march of the human mind battles and revolutions are the smallest part of the plan squadrons and battalions conquering or being conquered towns taken and retaken are common to all history take away the arts and the progress of the mind and you will find nothing in any age remarkable enough to attract the attention of posterity and so he produced the first history of philosophy the first systematic attempt to trace the streams of natural causation in the development of the european mind it was to be expected that such an experiment should follow upon the abandonment of supernatural explanations history could not come into its own until theology gave way according to buckle voltaire's book laid the basis of modern historical science gibbon buckle and Grote were his grateful debtors and followers he was the caput neelie of them all and is still unsurpassed in the field which he first explored but why did his greatest book bring him exile because by telling the truth it offended everybody it especially enraged the clergy by taking the view later developed by gibbon that the rapid conquest of paganism by christianity had disintegrated rome from within and prepared it to fall an easy victim to the invading and immigrating barbarians it enraged them further by giving much less space than usual to judea and christendom and by speaking of china india and persia and of their faiths with the impartiality of a martian in this new perspective a vast and novel world was revealed. Every dogma faded into relativity. The endless East took on something of the proportions given it by geography. Europe suddenly became conscious of itself as the experimental peninsula of a continent and a culture greater than its own. How could it forgive a European for so unpatriotic a revelation? The king decreed, that this frenchman who dared to think of himself as a man first and a frenchman afterward should never put his foot upon the soil of france again chapter five